Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Today, I'm chatting with one of my fellow housemates from Big Brother, Taras. I once heard him called the psychopathic Harry Potter, but he's more the harmless munchkin with a big heart, not to mention being an absolute challenge beast and strategic player who got all the way to the finish line. Today, I'm having a conversation with Taras, who, although he was my demise in the game, I actually respect the little weirdo, and I now call him a good friend. There's a lot more to this guy than just a reality TV game player, so let's find out. If you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders, then I want to be your friend. Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck. So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Big Mouth Terrace. Woo! Boy. Hey, I was going to attempt to say your full name. Terrace no, It's Terrace Andre, Andre Rayburn Bogdan Ruby Piper. Bogdan Ruby Piper. So, I mean, that, I remember seeing that in your intro video, but I don't think I've ever asked. Like, why such a long name? You know what? I think my mum says she didn't do drugs when I was young, <laughs> but I feel like she popped a few acids before she named me or something like that. Because <laughs> that is long. And it takes so long to fill out forms. But I once went to a like a psychic and they were like, your name is like numerologically perfect. Oh, wow. They're like, your mum must be super like in touch and she sort of is she's quite a like spiritual woman without yeah. needing to be in a way i met your mum at the after party of Big yes Finale, and i yeah. loved the combo with her you have a yeah, very yeah. cool and loving family yeah well her and estelle got on so me and estelle were sort of uh um were not on the same page right after <laughs> big brother and her and estelle got along and at the after party they were talking for ages and i kept going up to my mum being like Mum, she's my enemy. You can't talk to her in front of Estelle. And then my mum was like, I will talk to whomever I want, I want Taras. 
<laughs> I was only joking, but it was fun to like. Well, maybe that's why you and Estelle formed that friendship on the show. Well, let's yes. unpack Estelle bags yep. later because there's some okay. big ones. There's we'll some save them for later. But first up, I saw on Instagram that today you posted a story announcing you're getting off the gram. Shock oh, yeah. What's, what's that about? Oh, nothing. I just, I went, did a three-day meditation retreat and I got back last night and I was like, oh my God, I spend so much time on Instagram mm. and it's so like, it's not really giving me anything. Mm. And like, I'm finding to a lot of people I don't respond to, like a lot of Big Brother fans and it takes so much time and energy and I'm actually quite sensitive to that. And so yep. I feel a bit bad. Like, I'm sorry to all you that I haven't responded to. There's quite a few. And I do get around to it, but it sometimes takes me two weeks. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of it. Yeah. And um, I'll probably get back on at some point, but I'm already not missing it at all. Oh, he's so, gone full hippie, everyone. I've gone hippie, man. I'm a hippie. <laughs> oh, well, how long has it been since finale? It's two months, three months? It's, yeah, not long, hey. It's actually, like, it feels like ages, but it also is sort of not long. Yeah, two or three months. Isn't that weird? Wow. Because, I mean, it's, it is a full year since we filmed the show. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems like the last little little um, amount of time since it finished being on air has just felt like a year. Like Wow, it really has. Yeah. Far out. Do you feel like the dust has settled for you? Or you have you back to normal life well and truly? I'm so back to normal life and like, it feels really good. I'm so glad. It's exactly what I thought. I was very, I was actually a bit concerned that like, oh, am I, are people going to always recognize me and stuff? I get recognized once every two weeks and yeah. I hardly go out. I think that's why. And you're a hermit. That's I'm a hermit. So I'm like, oh, this is fine. The dust is settled. It's like, oh, I'm totally back to normal. So I'm sort of glad. I'm, I love being a nobody. Like, I love it. Cool. I prefer it. Well, we do have a lot to talk about today. I want to get to the meatier stuff later on. Once I've lathered you up, we can go hard and do it. me up, baby. But first off, we're going to start by getting through the the fluff, the tasty, juicy, juicy tastes of the Big Brother world. Can we do some Big Brother stuff? Because lots of people tuning in, they love a Big Brother catch-up. I want to talk about Big Brother so bad. (laughs) Oh, good, good. Oh, of course, you came so close to taking out the title, runner-up to Reggie. We're going to dig yeah. into this a little bit. Find out if your perspective on the game might have changed from when you played it to then what when you're watching it on yeah. TV yeah. to now yeah. a few months on. Yeah, first totally. Up, first up, that outfit, finale night, sparkly jumpsuit. I was jealous, but yeah. did you get more love or hate for the bold choice? I think love. Yeah. I think love. I think with everything, I love getting a reaction out of people. Like, mm. I just love it. Especially if I'm not harming anyone most of the time. I love getting a reaction. And I just, I sort of don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> at finale, I was like, I'm not going to win this. I don't give a fuck. Like, really? let's just, yeah, yeah. It, the closer it got, the more I was like, I'm not even coming second, I don't reckon. Not that we know, but I was like, Wow. I don't think I came second even. Yeah. I would have come third out of those, out of Johnson well, and Reggie. Well, that was my next question. You lost yep. to the blind woman, but we don't find out who came second or third, you or Johnson. Did the producers yep. ever give you any info on to no, and how I tried. it was? Or... I tried. I was yeah. like, oh, anyone, oh, like just putting out my slyness. Mm. But no, I had no idea. But honestly, it was, I was third. Like you could feel it in the room, Are let alone. Serious? 
Yeah. Do you do you think it's different? Do you think I could have come second, or do you oh, think it was close? No. It was it was it was weird because I remember those um, when we left the house. I don't know if we thought Reggie had it in the bag as yeah. much as we did when it went to air. And okay, and so like, do you think that as well? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe when we left the house, we thought Johnson had it in the bag. Yes. No, it's actually true. I remember Drew being like, "Well, Taras." good on you for letting Johnson win. Cause I could have chosen Brenton Yeah, and everyone was like, well, you let Johnson win because in the house we were all like, Oh, you just don't know, but you're like the producers love Johnson. Yeah. But, he was a main character in the house. Wasn't yes. He? Yes, yeah. he was. And it's like, it's like, I was like, fuck, I just shouldn't have chosen Johnson. What an idiot. Like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't really know, but obviously it's like, people making music you just don't know what songs are going to hit and what yeah. what aren't and like you know someone comes from behind we should have known the blind yeah. would have fucking taken it away because the u.s and canadian format of the show the winner's not decided by public vote it's by a jury the top nine housemates yes. much like yes. survivor yeah do you think the winner would have changed if it was you reggie and brenton and if the housemates and decided, the housemates chose one hundred percent. Oh, I reckon I would have had an incredibly good chance of winning, and yes. I would have done. I would have. I wouldn't have had Reggie in the end potentially. If like, definitely would have had Brenton. Yeah. But I think the game players like would have really respected my gameplay yeah. more well, than for Reggie's. Me, for instance, I mean, you were instrumental, maybe single-handedly, in yeah. me exiting the game. I yeah. don't hold any bad blood because fair no. play. If I yeah. was at the finish line, I think I would have won. You would have won. And to be honest, if I could change it now, like building my relationship, I would have much preferred to take you and you won than Reggie. Because you know what? Oh. Reggie Reggie would have been all right anyway. Like we all did our part to like to bring us far to keep her in the limelights. Because honestly, like in the house, you feel for her. Like yeah. she struggles, man. She struggles. But I think we all, it's hard to know, but I think if she wouldn't have gotten to the end, she would have gotten a GoFundMe like Luke Toki or something that would have given her probably even yeah. more than yeah. she won now. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, I would have probably preferred you or Alicia to win, yeah. really. But yeah. also like when I say that, it feels a bit weird too, because I'm like, I know that like I was instrumental in getting Reggie to the end and I wanted her to win mm. when I brought her to the end. I kept saying to her, Reggie, like, I'm bringing you to the end. And I don't think she really, I don't know if she like manipulated me and just played a really good game or if mm. she, or if she honestly thinks that she like did it, but I'm like, girl, come on, like give me a bit of credit. Like I mm. really, I wonder, is that bad to say? Do you know what I mean? Like you sort of are supposed to give freely without ex expecting anything back. By the way, I'm not bitter at all, mm. like no. at all. It's more just like realistic sort of stuff. Yeah. Like if you were to play the game, to win, you may have made different choices looking back. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Was winning your goal when you went into the show? Or, I mean, throughout no, the game, really. maybe you got enticed by it. But Yeah. You don't expect um, to even get that far, though, do you? Like, you do because you are yeah, in. I do. <laughs> Guys, can I just say, Tim is incredible. He is <laughs> incredible. I'm, I mean that. Oh, from thanks. such a like not being your friend or anything like what he can do in that game it is insane that he got so far 
He was so scary at the start that no yeah. one wanted to touch him, even though we knew how dangerous he was. Yeah. He got so far without being nominated because I remember talking to Reggie and Reggie was terrified of Tim. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> and they were friends, but also like when it was yeah. like, it was, man, he, you are insane at the game, man. You are oh, absolutely the best. Thank the you. Best. But... but... You beat me. Like I, I, I yeah, probably I... would have voted for you to win because of the fact that I think I, I acknowledge good gameplay. A game player yeah. has to acknowledge good gameplay. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. a bad sport. And I didn't want to be a bad sport about it. But I mean, I, I felt a lot of um, pressure that that Reggie should win. Yeah, Wasn't totally. that sort of like the overwhelming of the game and then of the show watching it? Yeah. I mean. It it was the happy, happily ever after yes. sort of ending. Yes. But yeah. 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 No, I don't know. Is it now that, like, the queen's died? We can now talk about being a republic. Maybe the dust has settled on Reggie the Queen's win. Can we kind of unpack whether? Totally, and that's what this is. This is just unpacking for me. Like, yeah. The fact is that she won, and she got two hundred fifty grand. It doesn't matter what I say now, and like, I feel like. At least I am, and I think we all are entitled to. I love talking about the dark stuff, the stuff that we're not mm. supposed to talk about. I think it's really important in life to talk about, you know, everything like depression, anxiety, and stuff like this is like s s things that you're not supposed to talk about. I think it's really yeah. important. And the fact is that I had a huge part in bringing her to the end, a huge part. And I think I'm allowed to be like, yeah, I think there's different people that could have won. To be honest, like if I went back, would I do it different? I say I would do it different, but honestly, like, I am really glad she won as well. I'm mm. really glad she won. That's the paradox of of you, I think, a little bit, or maybe in the way that it was portrayed to us, the character of reality TV, yeah. that, that you and I were put in the box of head players. Yes. Strat strategists. Yeah. Um, that maybe we had this strategic ambition in the game yeah. that, that that was almost seen as selfish up against heart players of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there was Estelle, Reggie, Dave, yeah. Tully, yeah. I think, would call us up a heart player. Yep. And you and I bonded, I think, in in not during the game. I wish we'd done that more during the game. Yeah, totally. We never really kind of played on the same side, but yeah. watching the show back, we had a lot of conversations about that frustration of of being perceived as maybe. I don't know, less moral or the, yeah. the way that we were playing this game that, that is a bloody game. Like everyone's yeah, there game. playing this game. Everyone was making yeah. those decisions about totally. self-advancement in the game, but some people were doing it under the guise of I'm a I'm a team player or I'm here totally, for my team. Totally, totally, totally. Did you, like, this is something that was really hard to, like you didn't want to sound like a sore loser, but I, I, I kind of felt like, I was being called manipulative for yeah. making what I said I was making game player moves, but maybe the real manipulation was the emotional manipulation of other players that was that was somehow saying that they deserved it more uh, or that they were playing 100%, a fair game. One hundred percent. One hundred. Never able to kind of reconcile that because I don't percent. think audiences really. There's a much of a conversation around that. Just no. Kind of commented. You're either we love you, oh, you're so nice, or yeah. you're a manipulative strategic player. There's no yeah. kind of like you can be both, but I think yeah. 
you and I both are both. Totally. And a lot of everyone was there for themselves. Everyone. I think there's only like maybe two heart moves that I saw. Layla when she didn't fight against Johnson. Yeah. And yep. maybe Trevor. Trevor when he didn't yep. try and fight his yes. place. Yep. Those are the only like if you look at it, like I hope this doesn't open up a can of worms, but Estelle Estelle was like always talked about how she was there for Reggie, 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 but she fought against Reggie in that chair. You know, mm. I don't think I would have. I think I probably wow. would have been like, Reg I don't think I would have. I think I would have been like, how can I fight against Reggie? Like, she's struggling so much. She's got a, um, she's blind. She's going blind and she's got mm. a sick kid. But Estelle could do that. That's not really a heart move, um, mm. especially talking about how she was there to protect her. Mm. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, who who really played a heart game and a head game? Everyone, most people were there for themselves mm. and and for their team, and um, you know, no one had like the heart players had no problems getting rid of people, mm. and like everyone deserved to be there, really, didn't they? Yeah, and I think perhaps you were highly criticised because you had the power you were forced to yeah. make game decisions more yeah. so than oh, some of those yeah. heart players that never had the power to have to yeah. make. They, could, they could hide behind oh i'm totally. just here for the family and the and the fun yeah because they never had to make the choice of, aside yeah. from nominations and votes but that's yeah. forced upon them by big brother totally um, there, there was a moment that you and i bonded in the house yeah. where over this issue of worrying we we both been on the same side of the Estelle conflict. Yes. Separately, we oh. both had our huge conflicts with Estelle. Yeah. And yeah. I remember we had a chat and we said, what if they portray her as yes. the the victim and us yeah. as the villain here? Yeah. Yeah. And the fear of, wow, like they really could. All you have to do yeah. is is tell one side of the story. Totally. And, and when you're discussing editing, it's not so much what they do show, like, yes, we said that, but yes. how powerful it is to take out things totally. that they don't show. That... Totally. And, and, and we, we were... knew, we both knew that it would be much easier to portray us as the villains and her as yeah. the, that it's much easier because what we were talking about was so much more complicated, too complicated for reality TV, yeah. really. Yep, yep. So we were like, oh, we can see that it's easier and probably better tv yep. to portray it as us as the villains really yeah and we even questioned whether she might be aware of this and afraid of yeah. this as well because yeah. there was a sort of a level of performance in in the way mm. that she would mm. always resort to that role of of victim and 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 i'm the innocent yeah. party here yeah. and i'm just trying to defend my people but yeah. point the finger at what we were doing yeah. wrong and we couldn't seem to ever get her to acknowledge that she too had made strategic decisions yeah, that totally. were self-advancing. And totally. Where are you at now with Estelle? I have not talked to Estelle really at all. Since I don't. Finale? I haven't talked to her at all since finale. Same. Really, Same. I haven't talked to her at all in person. I've messaged her a few times, but it just seems like. Do you want a bombshell as well that you already know, but? I think one of the reasons why me and Estelle were so close and why our fallout was so severe was I had such a huge crush on her <laughs> in the show. 
And I think she might have during had a crush the show. on me during the show, yeah, while we were recording. <laughs> and of course, I had we both had partners and we didn't do yeah. anything on towards, yeah. but and I'm old no enough feelings. to know that you can get feelings and yeah. you don't act on them, but like and I think we bonded so heavily and and in the house it's such a different occasion that you like you really like latch onto those people. Yeah. And then when it became obvious that we didn't see eye to eye strategically, mm. it really hurt that like loving crush that we that I had for her I don't want to speak for her mm. um and um I think that made it really tough like it's not that I got malicious or anything like that but I was mm. like oh whoa like and I think that has like resonated outside like I think sometimes I get a tiny urge to get in contact but I don't even know if she wants to talk to me yeah. she might not after even this thing I hope I don't think we've said anything bad or anything but still like dredging we're, up we're stuff like this talk about it like you we're said, allowed we're to talk un- i don't want to be unpacking. scared of talking about uh, unpack stuff both of us did this in the house a lot you and me yeah. would always talk about okay i could vote like you could when you know i could vote my most my best friend out what's the strategic strengths and weaknesses and i'd be like yeah someone like alicia who i was so close to okay mm-hmm. once if i did vote i mean you would talk openly about that because it's important to like weigh that stuff up mm. doesn't mean you're going to do it and in the same way, after the game had ended, as the TV show starts, mm. you and I online are unpacking and trying yeah. to sort of yeah, add yeah. a bit of context and with each other. And I think that was some of the frustration with Estelle was that maybe that fear of who is going to look like the villain here. Mm. She totally. was thinking that as it was going to air. We yeah. were thinking that. We knew at that stage that we outlasted her in the game and I think that like I said, affords you a little bit more explanation of story. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that it just seemed like as those final weeks of of the show went to air and Estelle was leaving, there was so much tension behind the scenes, wasn't there? So much. The arguments, like the the Twitter feud with me and her was public. People saw that. That was the pressure cooker bursting yes. open of yeah. so um, much mm. other shit that went yeah. down back seeds that you didn't yeah. see. Like so much. Oh. So so much. And it's the shadows, like what happens in the shadows that people don't see that yeah. oh, it's like wow. Or the backroom forums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, but but doesn't it feel like at that time in your life? it was really forced and really big and you felt like I wanted to fix it with her or work it out with her. And then like, I feel like I, I was there for that party and I, I like, do you agree? You've been in that same position where you've, you've tried to be there for reconciliation, but then it just totally, it was fell on silent ears. Since yeah, the show. Totally. And now I feel embarrassed that I kind of invested so much into that. 100%. It's really hard because you're like, like with Estelle, you try and she's such a deep feeler, isn't she? Mm. She's such a deep feeler because she's, I'm pretty sure she's had a really tough life and it's really come like she's had, she's got so much depth of compassion and then also so many walls and blind spots like we all do. Mm. And I mm. think, um, I think there's a certain way to communicate with her that I'm not very good at. Like I try and yeah, yeah, you're not good at it either. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think because we're not good at that, it can 
feel like we're going around in circles. I think she doesn't feel seen or heard a lot of the time mm. and we don't feel seen or heard. And, um, but you know what, if like I saw her now and she didn't hate me after anything that we've said now, I'm sort of, I'd sort of really love it to be honest. I'd love yeah. to just like go pat one of her horses and watch her ride around. You would too, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I've got no bad blood with anyone in the show yeah. at all. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Which is funny because if we're the two most sort of like strategic mastermind manipulators, like you'd think that people, we wouldn't make good friends, but I think you and I make Bro. great family of the show anyway. Oh man, you're my, I love you. So I love Tim guys. Oh, I love him. Room. I love him. <laughs> Okay, I got a little bit more Big Brother stuff. Want to talk about you being a challenge beast? Mm. Because I I noticed that early on. I'm, am I right in saying you won ten challenges, which now puts you as the record holder for Australian Big Brother most amount of challenge wins? Oh, I got eleven. Eleven. Oh, well, wherever I've read that online needs updating. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. Well deserved. I saw it early on. I was like, this guy. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. He's got it. Mm. Was that your strategy going in to win? The, the challenges to get some power in the game or or was it something that happened at a point in the game that you knew you needed to win for survival in there? Yeah. Half, half. I think at the start yeah. I was like, I was always terrified I was going to lose, but I think as it went on, I was like, I, I was like, I think I'm going to be okay this one. So I never really, it's not, it wasn't obvious. Like some people like Joel, it was mm. obvious if you yeah. didn't win, he was going yeah. and he yeah. knew it. So you really push and I didn't really have that. So I tried really hard, but like, I was also like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. And then halfway through, like half, half, I was like, I think just a lot of the challenge beasts left. You were really mm. the only one that I was like, I, mm. like Johnson was really good. He was just so impatient, mm. but otherwise, and I thought Brenton would be really good, but I smashed him. Sorry, Brenty. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, I didn't, I knew I'd do well, but I didn't know I'd do that well. Let's put mm. it that way. Mm. Really? What was it? That What strength did you focus draw on? It's, I, I'm like physically okay, but yep. I, the meditation, I just, yeah. I'm so good at focusing. I get in the zone. I don't get nervous. I'm not yep. anxious. And yep. I know it's Under just pressure, slow and steady. Just, I'm just, yeah, I just, keep strong. and the one, the one that, we like it was me and you head to head. Oh, that destroyed me, man. That one oh. was. Do you know that... what? I was telling someone the other day, and I haven't shared this, but do you know what was going through my head? So, for everyone listening, it was this final challenge. And if I knew if I didn't win, I was likely going home. And mm. it was balancing these blocks with these pulley rope yep. systems that you had to just inch along this bar, and the slightest movement, the tower would fall. And remember how Lara, who was a challenge beast, used to say, oh, I just was doing it for my kids and I just thought if they fell, like if I fell, that, mm. that it was them falling. Yep. Do you know what I was thinking in my head? I mm. was like, Tim, if if the blocks fall, Meatloaf's dead. Meatloaf's your... Really? Your, yeah, and then he died. <laughs> oh, no. And when they fell, I was like, oh, sorry, Meatloaf. But I was like... I was trying to find something deep within me that I cared about so much that was life or death that would force me to focus wow. and do it. And you but, did, you killed that one, man. You killed it. Well, it killed meatloaf. 
you but killed what, me. <laughs> when, what place do you go to? Is it like, are you focusing on a single thing or is it a place of, of nothingness? So there's yeah. no distraction. Like more, more nothingness and just like, just taking it, just taking it slow, really not, not trying to speed up, yeah. not, I blocked out anything that you guys were doing. Like, mm. I was like, it doesn't matter because you've just got to go as fast as you can. And most of those games are like games of real finesse and patience. And mm. that's what was a lot of people's undoing really like trying to go yes. too fast. Definitely mine. Mm. Is that good advice for life? I think so. I think so. But sometimes I'm like, do I over overthink things sometimes or yeah. am I too slow in reacting? Sometimes it's good to like, sometimes, which is what I really admire about you. Sometimes, you know, like in an argument, like you'll be like, no, this is not right. And you'll stand up for it. And that's something that doesn't happen to me because I'll take time to reflect. And oh, yeah. sometimes in the heat yeah. of the moment, it is good to stand up and be like, no, this is not yeah. right. And you do that really, 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 really well. And you're very eloquent when it happens you because you've got that passion. Well, I can yeah, sometimes... but if it falls on deaf ears because it's the wrong timing, like maybe yeah. I would be yeah. better at yeah. giving it a bit of breathing space and coming yeah. back with calmness. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, both totally. Sides. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say part of your backstory on the show um, showed you meditating. You, you've said mm. that that was a skill that you used in the challenges. How does going through reality TV fame affect your spiritual life? Like it's kind of like a big challenge of that 15 minutes that you mm, ride. Totally. What, what did you learn from it? Was there any kind of pearls of wisdom that yeah. life taught you? You know what, Big Brother actually taught me a lot. Like I was, for anyone that wants to go on the show, everyone looks like they're having fun. I can't speak for anyone else. I was anxious and depressed and terrified yeah. throughout the entire show. Yeah. Because I'm such an introvert and I love being by myself. And you know what it's like, Tim. It's a game where you're playing people. Like you don't know, you, they're your friends, but also everyone else wants to win and who's actually yeah. on your side and do you have the votes? and just constantly being on the job. Okay, who do I have to talk to? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I came out, I was depleted. I was so right. depressed. I was so fucked up. Me and my girlfriend, who you might, guys might have seen on the show, we broke up because yeah. I just had no, but it's sort of nice. It's not nice, but it's, you've talked about in some of your other podcasts, when you hit rock bottom, mm. the only place is dying or coming back up. Do you know what wow. I mean? Yeah. And I think like, it's sort of a good place sometimes to hit rock bottom because you realize what the only things you can do. And like, there's things I just didn't have energy for anymore because yeah. like, I didn't have energy for some friends or for that relationship because I just didn't have the energy. And it's like, well, I need to do stuff that really nurtures me. And so really just took time for myself and meditated and mm. did a long 10 day retreat. And I think it just shows what we're capable of like i find the things that i sh it showed me i was like wow it's incredible what i achieved in there mm. and getting through not just the challenges but just getting through it and then also the fame even though i wouldn't call myself famous it's really nice like everyone's been so lovely but also like it doesn't make you happier or a better person yeah, yeah. you know this you've been yeah. you're so good at being in the limelight but you're such a like just normal actually you're not normal i guess i wouldn't say <laughs> but you're a very grounded person when you're like just one-on-one -on -one with you do you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah. it's it's um 
I guess it's nice. it's whether you then adopt that as it always has to be this way or you cling on to it mm. knowing that the 15 minute clock is ticking yeah i think if you if if that's where you're getting your value from then you're yeah. going to want to hold on to that yes but totally if you're coming back down to ground zero going okay i i need to build up again yeah i mean you you sort of you have this whole identity that you're yep. deciding, not what people tell you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at that because I think you're good at distinguishing the Tim. And I think we talked about this in while we were in the house. You're mm-hmm. good at distinguishing now the Tim that's the persona, which is still mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and also the Tim that's you just by yourself. And it's, yeah, man, to be honest, there needs to be more more Tim persona on TV and radio and stuff because it's too you complex. It is very, com- but you're so good at it, man. You're so interesting. It's but it's it's like it like you. It frustrates me, and I feel yeah. You either feel the imposter syndrome where it's like, oh, I'm not that person. Should I be that person? Or yeah, and and you feel this need to kind of prove yourself and who you are. Or or I, I guess my journey going back and doing it again was going, oh fuck it. They, they think I'm a manipulative yep. stra- stra- strategist. Yep. I don't care, puppet master, whatever. I am that sometimes when I'm playing a game. And sometimes I'm even that when I'm normally with friends and I need totally. to that, okay, totally. rein that part of you in. Yes, yes. Same as me, man. a lot about presenting your best self or always yep. being available and yes. marketable. Yes. I don't know how marketable I am because I'm yeah. I'm not afraid You're to a big show mouth. the bits that yeah. Exactly. Totally. And that's why even we didn't really talk much before this interview, but we were like, you know what? Like, I don't want to sugarcoat things. Like I'm not we haven't hurt anyone by what we've said, I don't think. Although some people may take offense, but yeah. I'm so happy to be wrong about what I've said. And mm. I'm happy to own that I was wrong. And I I've had depression, anxiety and stuff before. And the reason I really work with it is because I'm so honest with myself and with others. I really try and be really honest. And so I expect that from other people and I expect that when people want to talk to me about that. And I yeah. think that's why I love, I listen to all of your podcasts. Oh, I love you. them. I love them. I love hey, them. I've got a good question you were just talking about, which made me think, oh, I sometimes since becoming kind of like interested in spiritual path and awareness Mm. and sort of sometimes I just think is ignorance bliss and I regret totally unpacking that box. And I wonder if, because I'm now aware when I am feeling dissatisfied or anxious or depressed and like, would you rather be anxious and depressed while living a bit of a false life of whether it's drugs or or appearances or whatever, but it's like, Oh, well, I've still got these that it's not really real, but you're feeling okay. Or would you rather wrestle with depression and anxiety head on, knowing it, seeing it, going, this is a real genuine feeling and I'm going to do everything I can, maybe not to get it out of my life, but to just sit with it. Man, totally. Jesus. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'd be like, fuck, ignorance sounds pretty good. Ignorance sounds pretty good, right? Like, oh. I think sometimes we try and justify it because, like, no, we want to, we want to feel the experience of. It's like, fuck it, let's just feel happy, and I don't care. I'll be, I'll wear tights and live in Bondi and just like, 
ah, oh, who cares, man? Like, are we too going... woke for our own good, Taras? Yeah, probably. Who no would be woke out of you or me? You, definitely. <laughs> oh, you're right. I but am. Maybe. Okay, I'm so woke what, up. Let's, let's talk about woke because wokeness is, it's so polar kind of interpreted now in this mm. world that there is a bad side to it, but then there's also totally. a good side to it. It's so commodified as well, really, isn't it? Like so many yes. woke people are so not woke. They're like so dumb. I've got an, my arch enemy, <laughs> who I will not name, um, <laughs> thinks they're woke and they are so not woke. They're just, they're just angry at life and the world and they use woke yeah. culture to be able to be angry at people that they think deserve to be angry. I'm just like, oh, yeah. roll my eyes. Ugh. What What does woke mean for you? Like how... Would you call yourself woke or woke does is like a bad term, I feel like. Is there a neo woke or like a woke renaissance coming of like I think so. I think woke there's like the woke that when people say woke and they're like they're woke and it's like not good. It's like yeah, they they're like it's like a like oh I'm so cool because I'm it's like it's they they think they're above. There's that woke, and then there's the actual people who have like an open, let's call them an open mind and an open heart it's like yeah it's it, it's sort of like all these people it's like like i know let's i say like let's do a so drinking much. game how many times is it woke or like <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> get anyway. your leggings going down to bono beach like 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 so much jesus no yeah. it's hard to explain isn't it but i do feel yeah, yeah. as though it, it's it's a big turning point in our culture yeah. that maybe for for how far we've come in yeah. kind of changing things and we're open to like learning about our mistakes and stuff yeah yeah we're so far behind still we're so far behind eh? i don't know it doesn't seem to even be working or is that a really no. negative point of view no i think it's just the the pendulum isn't it sometimes like yeah. we've got to get real like it's been very like I guess, yeah. right, yeah. like very like a lot of racist and stuff like that. And now yeah. like the wokeness are getting a bit of power, but it's a bit too much and like it's just got to balance itself out a bit or something mm. like that. Mm. So I don't know. I hope this is not boring. Sometimes yeah, I'm like, okay, oh, let's, let's fun it up. Shit. Can we talk about ayahuasca? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I launched the podcast with the ayahuasca episode yeah. and that was sort of during the finale weeks of Big Brother going to air. But what I didn't share is that Taras? You did it with me. That yeah, we both I was, were there. <laughs> totally. I would have. I would have been so fine if you would have talked about it. But I'm sort of glad you didn't as well because it's funny. I didn't that, want like, you to get into trouble because people were saying to me, "Ten, you cannot put this episode out. It's illegal." But I mean, we we were just chatting, weren't we? And there was a group yeah. that were doing it, and we both were kind yeah. of really interested. And in, yeah, I thought you were crazy going on such a huge internal adventure of soul searching like a week yeah. before the finale of yeah the man <laughs> yeah i was so worried i was like i might lose my mind and channel seven are gonna have a real tough time trying to present me i'm like flipping Jane's out with calling up ayahuasca what <laughs> oh man but it was incredible hey and i've known about ayahuasca which is like a medicine that it sort of makes you hallucinate and it's it's not a dr- it's not like a party drug like you no. do not do it if you want to have fun no it's not um, just in case people haven't didn't hear your podcast about it um but um i am um, 
I've heard about it for 15 years and I've been mm. terrified of it. I've been like, no, it's not for me because I'm very, I have, I like, I haven't even drink. Like I drink once yeah. every four months sort of thing. I'm just not into drugs or drink. I've been like, no, it's not for me. But when you invited me, something I just knew with you, I was like, oh, I feel really safe with Tim and it feels right to do. And I was like, I think it's time. And it was such a good experience. It was so beautiful doing it with you because you're so, I knew you didn't need me. You mm. didn't need me. And mm. I didn't want any anything mm. hanging over me that I needed to support someone. You're so yep. independent. Yep. And I remember looking over to you sometimes and, you know, everyone's like lolling their heads and you're like <laughs> doing this or like curled up in a ball um, and just being like, okay, my boy Tim's there and he's, he's, he's gone through something, but he's fine. I'm going to be fine too. And it was an incredible experience. It really, it really did help me mm. a lot. I think it's very hard to put into words, isn't it? Cause it's such a abstract yeah. thing. You go on the meditation retreats often, Vipassana, mm. there's sort of this searching or yearning. Yeah. Or would you call yourself a seeker if we're talking about archetypes again? Like, you know what? What, what draws you? What draws me? I think it's, I find it very hard to feel peaceful and happy and just content. Really? There's, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because I'm quite chirpy and, but there's mm. a deep, like, discontent in me and i used to think it was depression mm -hmm. um but i think depression is more of a sadness and they're like can't get up and uh, and anxiety is of course an anxious like an anxiousness and a fear and those are definitely part of it um and so i'm just really trying to find how to live a good life and i want to do it because as well for me mainly for me so that i can feel good but i know that like so many people struggle hey struggle with mm finding any joy in life mm. and it's fucking hard life is fucking hard like yeah. it is not easy there's not many people that i think are feeling peaceful or content we're always struggling oh, yeah. it feels like right and so yeah. that's why i meditate and a lot of it is like it's i'm not fixed man i'm not like better mm. or like always happy at all but there's this beauty in the struggle i find and i and and that's sort of why i do it because it's the only thing that gives me any respite really even there's tiny glimmers of like peace or contentment yeah. or happiness so few and far between but i don't think i'd be alive really if i didn't wow. do do it and i meditate every day yeah. and um yeah i don't know if you've had anything um similar but um yeah i guess uh... What's funny is what you were saying about um, we're chatting about the the sort of the strength of, of discipline, of focus in the challenges mm. on Big Brother and that mm. being a world of sort of like nothingness and no distraction, but also in the same way, oh, it's, it's not the same way, but you you could describe depression as a feeling of, of, of yeah. nothingness. Like you just can't yes. feel. Yes. But they're very, yes. two very different states and it's. Yeah. You could be so busy in life doing doing all these things and putting all this stuff yeah. in your life, but you're not really feeling anything. It's not really exciting yeah. you. Yeah. And and yeah. that's but just the act of just sitting still. Yeah. You can find peace in Yeah. Nothing. Is that is that the paradox, I guess, you've, of, of you've hit it on the head, man. And exactly how I feel. Totally. And I don't experience that a lot, but I feel like 
feels like, and I don't know if any, if you or any of the listeners are like feel like that, but it feels like such a waste of my life not feeling enough or not experiencing enough. Wow. And it's just yeah. like, wow, why? Where is that? How do I unlock that? And I find that having just sitting there and just I, I find it very easy to get worked up and be out of my body. I have to sit every day and just really center myself to feel mm. inside my body. Otherwise, and even that feels like sometimes it's not enough. But what a waste it feels like to to I don't want to get to 70 or 80 and be like, what have I actually felt in this mm. world? Like I've just been going through the motions and I don't want to do that. And it's very, it's scary because I'm like, fuck, it's like even meditation helping. And it is, yeah. but I'm not, a, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. What, where is the place you want to be? Like, is this, it seems like you're sort of, um, sort of wrestling to find this thing, knowing that it's not mm. a, a place that you ever will arrive at. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's yeah. Like lock. What's the key to yeah. kind of, well, at the end of your life, looking back, what would be a successful life for you? Well, I think, to be honest, I don't want to really look back. I just want to enjoy life as it's happening. Right, okay. More yeah. than I am. And um, to be honest, the reason why I do a lot of this is well, I was like, I don't like do drugs, I exercise, I like, yeah. I meditate every day, I take it easy i'm trying to find the way for all of us you know what i mean like mm, is there yeah. a way that you can do it that you can actually get to like peace and a bit of joy a mm. bit more than we're all experiencing because if there is i will tell everyone straight away yeah yeah i'll tell everyone and yeah. i guess as, as soon as you have it worked out then life throws you a curveball and yeah that's so true I'm, that's where i'm at now with my kind of path of like I thought that that was the answer. And like yeah. you're saying, what is the way? You always end up, either it becomes its own idol and, and you start yeah. like preaching that to everybody mm. else and you're too woke or you're just like, fuck it. Like something really shit happens in life and it's like this isn't fucking solving the problems. But Totally. It helps. <laughs> totally. Maybe I should just start drinking every day. Like, no. Fuck my that. partner Adam's doing a month of no alcohol, so that by default, I don't, I don't want to drink alone. So I'm. Ah, oh, so yeah. you are as well. You finding it easy or hard? Oh, not too hard. I just feel like, good. what else can I cut out of my life? Totally, Drugs, right? drinking, dicks, dollars, dreams—they're all D words. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut out the dick, dude. Don't cut out the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast that's another one well so does that mean big brother for you was just one other amazing experience that you thought heck i want a rich life i'm gonna see where this goes totally and I, but i wasn't expecting it to heal me or anything i was like man as if I, if i get the opportunity to do big brother as if you don't do it yeah like what a great cool thing to just have done and it taught me a lot man like it was all about the experience for me. And yep. I never thought I'd get to the end. And I'm so happy I did. And I wish I would have won because the cash would have been so useful to me as well. Oh, my God. You, you as well, I'm dollars. sure. Hey. I <laughs> love the dollars. I've said it a few times. Um, <laughs> but I'm so happy. i so happy I did that. And I'm so happy the friends I made. Yeah. Like, like I heard you say, I think me, you, like I'm friends with so many people 
I guess because we're Sydney, me, you, Brenton, mm. Johnson, and um, nice. Alicia, we're yeah. so we're so close. You know, I love Trevor. I love JC. Mm. Um, mm. Such good people. Lara is such a legend. Like, yeah. Taras, <laughs> what's next for you? What you've you've gone off Instagram, but for for all the fans who have got a little taste of you. Is there anything in the works that they're going to follow you or are you happy to just leave it a mystery? No, I'm, I mean, I've been doing a lot of producing and writing, which has been so good. Um, writing with one of the guys from Peking Duck, writing with cool. that band Sticky Fingers. Um, and that's going really well. And I've got my own band called FPOS with, um, that I've had for a while that we're, we're starting to do stuff with that. So that's all oh. good. And that's about it. Just keep being healthy and keep looking for me and for everyone else. And I love that about you and that sort of type of creature that's born into the human form. Mm. You're here to kind mm. of show a different way of doing things. And, yeah, I'm really oh, glad thanks, to have Timmy. met you. Mwah. Thank you, buddy. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dorma. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get the Big Mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer and join the Big Mouth conversation. Hashtag the Big Mouth. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.